What's going on, internet? The Black Hokage here, aka TBH. And to be honest, I'd like to welcome you back to Hokage Thoughts, the show where I ain't no hoes, but we do think out loud here on anchor.fm slash the Black Hokage. Today, I'm with recording this episode is January 28, 2019, and I'm bringing balance back to the force. Today, in which I'm recording this episode is actually the day before Kingdom Hearts 3 finally releases to the public. Yes, I know, it's been five years since it was first announced. And what I'm most excited about for this game is, um, the Twitch chat, y'all can finally stop asking me if I'm excited or if I'm gonna play Kingdom Hearts 3. Shut the fuck up. Um, uh, <laughs> this better be the best game ever or I'm alive uninstall it just like I did Red Dead Redemption 2 because y'all overhyped that game. And yes, I said best, not best. That's B-E-S-S, best. Now, before we get into the show, just know that I gotta shout out my new subscribers. Because, you know, we show love to those who show us love. Um, since the last episode, we picked up five new supporters. And their names are Juan... I don't even know how to pronounce your last name. It's like Carabanta. It's some Spanish shit, bro. You know, shout out to Juan, bro. Shout out to you. Uh, Jose Hernandez. Yo, the Hispanics is coming through this episode. Let's go. Um, semi uh, addition. Uh, what, what, I, I apologize. This fucking, that's it. That's the podcast for the day. You know I'm tired. S-I-M-I. I think that's how you pronounce it. Semi. Uh, Gold Era Gaming and Hitimo. Uh, I appreciate all you guys for subscribing. Uh, and if you want to support the show, feel free to hit the subscribe button on my anchor profile. There is a 99 cent option, $5 and a $10 option. If you're broke, that's cool. Just tell a friend to tell a friend about the show to help us grow. Um, on this episode, we're going to be talking about a little bit of that gaming. We're going to be talking a little bit that life. And we're going to be talking a little bit of that anime. Um, on this episode, I'm going to try to do something new because for one of my goals for 2019 is to work smarter, not harder. Um, recently, I've been putting out like compilations of like twitch highlights uh like all the funny things that i've like because i i noticed i've been saying i say a lot of wild shit on stream and i mean that's just who i am I'm just a wild ass motherfucker but uh i kind of wanted to start doing more twitch highlights because those seem to get really good views and everybody seems to think that they're really funny um and it's also showing my youtube audience the point of actually a live stream because i i see a lot of comments on those videos yo nwn's back yo this is the funniest video you did in a while and it's like bitch we do these streams like five days a week sometimes we do seven sometimes i do the fucking weekend you motherfuckers just don't come through the streams and that shit is fucking infuriating so we got to start doing these highlight reels um to get their ass over there and they can start hating on me because they i i hate this narrative of you fell off of this bullshit when really it's youtube algorithms fucking hiding my channel and shit and it's like you motherfuckers just don't come to the streams oh now i yeah now you get it bitch come through um <laughs> so yeah i'm trying to find time to squeeze in and create more twitch highlight reels um, and the way that I kind of want to do it is incorporate some videos into the podcast so that I can chop it up later and it can be an easier edit. Um, and one of the things I wanted to do is incorporate my game reviews into the actual podcast. Um, so, I mean, if you come through to the Twitch streams or if you follow me on Twitter, feel free to give me feedback and let me know if you like that I do it this way where I just do one long ass video that I could chop up and you can listen to and all that bullshit, which is kind of what I've been doing like, like over the past few months. But what's the name? Like, I'm really going all in. You know what I'm saying? I'm really going all in. Um, but yeah, let's get into the gaming section. Uh, the first review, first game that I wanted to talk about is Super Smash Bros. Ultimate. It released back in December. This is supposed to be Sakurai's baby. It's supposed to be his big you know what i'm saying yo that didn't even sound right all right uh let's start over I just, 
<laughs> oh, pause on this review. Um, <laughs> don't wait. Don't pause the video. If you're watching the video version, no pause it. Hit the like button, though. Um, all right, Super Smash Bros. Ultimate. It released in December. Uh, you, if you know me, you know I am a Super Smash Bros. fan. Uh, my history with the game, I've played all of them. Um, I wasn't a big fan of Brawl, but back in the Melee days when that shit came out when I was a kid, that was like the only game I had on GameCube, and I played 100 million hours of that shit, and I was the toughest guy at the barbecue. So naturally, I'm always excited when a new Super Smash Bros. comes out, and I really haven't had much time to uh, sit with it when it first came out, but over like the past month or whatever, I've been able to have more time to play with it, and it was mainly due because I was flying around and doing, going to events and shit like that, and I got sick, and yeah, y'all know how that go. Um, but my 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 review on this man oh man uh let's see let's start with some positives quality of life changes so this is like what this is there's super smash bros melee brawl the wii u so this is the fifth smash bros game this is the fifth game in the series at this point there's not going to be any super crazy changes to the formula so as a fan who's played every game, you're just kind of looking for those little things that improve the game. And that's one of the first positives that I wanted to bring up is the quality of life changes. Um, it's just as simple as tweaks and balances for certain characters. I mean, as, a, as someone who likes to play Shulk, I know oh, this guy plays Shulk. He's nice. I'll beat your ass with him. Come through to the stream and hop in the lobby and on oh, your ass, boy. Um, <laughs> as someone who plays Shulk. It was very infuriating in Smash Bros. Wii U to have to fucking tap the B button to switch through his Monado arts. And now I could just hold down the B button. And then this fucking um, a, a weapon wheel, I guess you can say, comes up. And you can use the analog stick to pick through the things real quick. It took a second for me to get used to it. But I use it here and there. Um, I don't use it that much because I mostly use the speed and the jump, which are the first two. So I can just hit the B button. But when I want to use the Buster Blade and the special joint, the, the red joint and the pink joint uh, and the shield, uh, it's much easier to get to it. Because when you're playing against a real person, it's a lot harder. So, like, a little quality of life change like that, I really appreciate that as well as other characters. I really appreciate another quality of life change. This sounds stupid as hell, but if you're a Super Smash fan, I know you appreciate it. And you might have not noticed this. In Smash Bros. Wii U, you, you could play with the GameCube controller with the adapter, but you could not actually control the Wii U with the GameCube controller. And that was so fucking annoying because when you would boot up Smash Bros. Wii U or Smash 4, whatever we're calling it these days, um, you would have to have the fucking pad in your hand and uh, you would have to navigate the menus, start up Smash Bros., and then you could use the GameCube controller. Nintendo, bravo, bravo, thank you, thank you, thank you. And Smash Ultimate, you can have your GameCube controller plugged in and you can control the uh, Switch menu and actually get to Smash Bros. And you can control all the Smash Bros. menu. You can control everything on the Nintendo Switch with the GameCube controller. And it makes me wonder if I can play my other uh, Switch games with my GameCube controller. It, 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 it acts as if it's a native controller. And I really appreciate that because that's one less step to get into the fucking game. And it's just, it's nice. So I appreciate little quality of life changes like that. The roster is huge in this game. I think there's like 70 characters, they said. Some of them are what they're calling Echo characters, what are basically copy characters. But there's a lot of original characters that feel unique and what i really love about this roster is i can say with this being the fifth game in the series more than ever this game feels more strategic than other smash bros or like more of a, like a rock paper scissors if that makes sense like certain characters just go against other certain characters better they really thought about how they're going to balance the game and the different attacks and stuff like that so uh, you're gonna have to, I feel like you can't just main one character in this game. I mean, I'm sure there are people out there that are just gonna be a fucking beast and just beat everybody with their one little character like that, but for the, you know, the average to above average character, I think it actually, um, 
the fact that they have all these little changes to the characters, these tweaks and balances, and it feels more rock, paper, scissors, uh, it's going to make you want to explore the roster more and try more new characters. And you have to appreciate that because um, a lot of times we get stuck in our ways and there's 70 characters on the roster. So you should try that. So I like that it feels like there's more strategy in the game. Um, one thing that's new to the game is they brought a, a new story mode to the game. Well, let me talk about classic mode. Classic mode, it's, you know, go through the waves of enemies and, you know, unlock shit. That's whatever. And it has a nice little pew 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 game at the end, but I don't really care about that. That's classic mode. Uh, what's new to the game is they added a new story mode. It's called the uh, something of light. I don't know. The beacon of light or some shit. I don't know. I don't like it. <laughs> How about that? Huh? Uh, <laughs> Uh, so this new story mode, it's so deceiving because in the trailer that they released, they made it seem like it was going to be so fucking epic. But if you've seen the trailer and you haven't actually played the full game, you've already seen the one damn cutscene that's in the game. There's a cutscene at the beginning where everybody dies and then only Kirby survives. And then the story mode starts from there and then it becomes this big ass board that you walk around. And um, I mean, it's kind of cool. So basically you walk around this big board and there's going to be battles that you fight across the board. And each battle has like a certain stipulation on it, like maybe the floor is stippy stippy that's not even a word i'm so sorry uh <laughs> the floor is sticky or the floor is hot lava or uh their up smash does more damage or they're more prone to run away from you there's always going to be a uh, or a stamina battle there's always going to be some type of special st uh stipulation for each battle and uh you unlock the spirit with these the spirits basically and what these spirits do are their abilities that you can equip to make your character stronger and also um as you go throughout the board you'll unlock new characters so um i mean you can unlock all the entire 70 character roster like within an hour or two if you want through whether classic mode or just basic smash i did smash i did the you know dashboard method um but if you want a different way if you're more of a casual smash Bros. play uh fan and you want to you could do it this way just run through the board do the little special stimulations stimulations why do i can't i can't speak today um <laughs> do the special stipulations and uh you'll get you'll unlock characters over time but i do find that this way this method of unlocking characters is a lot slower so uh i didn't really like it like that but I don't know. I feel like it's cool for like casual players, but I didn't enjoy it that much. Um, I didn't really see any point, but I guess it adds some longevity to it for the casual players. Um, a couple negatives. Um, it's disappointing that we're now paying $20 a year to, for the online or 35 if you have the family plan. We're not paying for the online and the online experience is still a laggy mess. It's a hit or miss. I mean, some matches are going to be good and then some matches you're going to run into Wi-Fi warriors um, and they're just going to be lagging all over the place. I will say it's kind of a half negative right i will say when smash bros is, when you're playing it online when it's good it's good but when it's bad it is bad boy oh man it's one of the worst games that you can play online it's so laggy um it would be nice to have like a setting where i can only play against people who are on wired connections or something like that um and another reason the online is kind of annoying is they got rid of for glory now you can now when you go online you basically set your preferences so i can set it to I don't I, I personally don't like stage hazards and I don't like items. I want to play for glory. But the thing is, that's just a preference when it matches you online with another person. Uh, they're going to basically look at both preferences and I guess try to find like a middle ground or some shit like that. Uh, and, you know, at the lower levels, I've noticed that at, for the most part, you'll get what you want online. But I noticed once you start getting into the tryhard realms and by tryhard realms, when you play ranked, I mean, and maybe maybe I'm trash. But from what I've seen, once you hit about you're better because the way the rankings work is it tells you how many players you're better than online um like for shulk i'm at like 2.8 million i'm better than like i don't know how many people own the game but it says i'm better than 2.8 million people online i've noticed once you hit about 
the two to two point five million uh, range in the rank, uh, you start running into more tryhards and neckbeards. The preferences start to act a little funky, and a lot of y'all are fucking fraudulent online on this Smash Bros shit. Like, and what I mean is, like, I be getting matched up against people who got stage hazards and, and items online, and half the time I be beating them, and then half, half the time I be losing because I'm I'm I don't play with fucking stage hazards and items on, so I don't know what any of that shit does, and always throws me for a loop, and I fucking get one shot at by some shit that they know what it does. Like, basically, they're cheating online. They need to bring for glory online because uh this bullshit online has got to go these this preference is it's not it's not it bro it's not it um arenas work well though online i'll, I'll give it that you can set up an eight-man lobby it works really well you can just you know create the lobby um and what, what i really appreciate from nintendo once again this is a quality of life thing with the arena um i don't have to add people to my friends list in order for them to hop into my eight-man lobby as a streamer i really appreciate that because i don't want to add everybody to my friends list not only because I not not because I like I hate and I don't want to play with my viewers, but more so it's like it's a tedious it's a tedious uh experience when you have like I don't know five six seven eight hundred people in your damn stream and everybody want to play and like all right well what's your friend code what's your friend I don't got time for that shit bro I don't got time for that shit so it's nice to be able to create an arena and then I can just put the arena on the screen and be like yo the arena number is one two three four type that in search it find it hop in the lobby I appreciate little simple stuff like that for fighting games um. Uh, in my opinion, this is probably no. This is the best Smash Bros. game to date, um, in terms of visuals, gameplay, quality of life, just all the small things. Um, but I don't know, maybe because it's the fifth in the series, I just wasn't blown away. I didn't get that feeling that I got when I first played Melee. But I still love this game. Uh, what's the name? I would absolutely, I would absolutely recommend it. Uh, whether I don't know how much it is now because this review is late. It came out in December. It's like a month late. Uh, it's almost February, so it's really almost two months late. Um, but. If it's sixty dollars, I'd recommend it. If it's thirty dollars, I'd recommend it. The game's a lot of fun. Um, I'm still playing it till this day. I play it daily almost now. Um, I've really been picking up my Smash Bros, and I, th I think that's a testament to the actual balance and just the flow of the game. Except for yo, fuck King K Rule and all the King K Rule players. Fuck y'all. Um, so hopefully y'all found this review helpful. Um, and uh, I guess I'll see you guys on the next. No, I'm playing. We moving on to the next. <laughs> Wait, I am technically moving on to the next review. What the fuck? Listen, the next game I want to talk about. Fist of the North Star, Lost Paradise. <sighs> All right, so Fist of the North Star, Lost Paradise. It is a PS4 exclusive. It came out back in October of 2018. Um, I did not know this game was coming out until maybe like two weeks before it had came out um look quick little fun story like i was just on youtube and a uh, a trailer hit my sub box and i was like oh what's this i have heard of fist of the north star but i've never actually watched this anime because it's like a it's before my time it's an anime from like the 80s and shit and it's like oh well you watch Yu Hakusho and dragon ball from the 80s yeah okay, shut the fuck up how about that uh <laughs> i just never seen the show damn uh but the trailer hit my sub box for lost paradise uh, i was bored i was like whatever i was looking for articles to type on gamingilluminati.com make sure to download that gi app uh, available on ios and android just make sure to spell illuminati with the word naughty and nice um and I watched the trailer and I was like, oh, I was like, okay, this look kind of cool. This motherfucker, big buff motherfucker throwing hands and shit. It's like toxic masculinity, the video game. Like, this look like my type of shit, bruh. So he was beating motherfuckers up in the trailer and they was doing all these crazy, like, special moves and shit. I was like, all right. So I went and go ahead and just ordered it online and I got it. And, um, we're going to talk about it, all right? So, uh, like I said, I have no real experience with the actual anime. I literally bought this game because I thought the game looked cool. From my understanding, and don't quote me on this, I think this is made by the same people who made the Yakuza series. So gameplay is a little bit similar. Um, Fist of the North Star Lost Paradise is a third-person uh, action beat-em-up game. Um, and you play as Kinsharo, or Kin for short, 
who is a master and uh some japanese shit hickton hokton cocktail cocktail or some shit i don't know listen bro uh basically he stumbles upon he's in the desert or whatever doing his assassin's creed type shit and then he stumbles upon this uh lost paradise this hidden city and uh basically it's under siege because everybody hating on it like warring factions trying to take over and you know i don't want to spoil too much but you know basically it's just a big excuse a big excuse to beat a motherfucker ass basically so the combat it, it's fire it's if you like beat em up games you're gonna like this game he he got these super fast hands he be throwing at people and then he has like the 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 midas toucher where he can heal people with his fingers and then he can also freaking kill you by just touching you he does all this crazy shit and he has all these special moves and it's complemented by this large skill tree um there's like four different like elements there's a white a green a blue and an orange one is for like health one is for combat one is for uh like passive abilities and i don't even remember what the last one was for but each skill tree is humongous with a bunch of different abilities and as you level up you'll get more skill points and you can spend them where you want to and unlock new abilities and i'm telling you bro you be in the middle of combat you be blowing a motherfucker head up and shit like that you tap his shoulder his shoulder blade just explode and shit i mean like i said this is toxic masculinity the video game and what i love about it is it's one of those it's one of those games where it's so bad it's good in a sense like with the voice acting the voice acting is very just like ken is just very i don't know he's like he speaks like batman but uh i feel like when i say batman i'm talking about from the uh the dark knight with the joker and shit hey joe we're gonna get joker but i feel like he was purposely doing that like the guy who's like ken like i don't know i don't know if it's purpose or not but it's so bad it's good i don't even know what i'm trying to say here it's so bad it's good that's what i'm trying to say he's just like i'm gonna he's he's my spirit animal basically he's like i'm gonna beat your ass i'm better than you <laughs> and you know someone who likes to say that i'm better than you i'm like yeah i relate to ken um I will say there are some inconsistencies with the voice acting, and like I said, it's so bad, it's good, but what I mean by inconsistency is, like, during cer certain cutscenes, there will be voice acting, and then during others, there's none. I mean, that's cool for, like, the side missions, but, like, for the main missions, there were some, and then there wasn't, and it kind of threw me off. I didn't really know what to expect, uh, and it made almost kind of weird to, like, stream. So be like, oh, does this have voice acting? Like, yeah, just in certain scenes or whatever. So I didn't really understand the decision behind that. I, it would have been nice to have more voice acting. Because like I said, it was so bad, it was good. I wanted to hear it. Um, my favorite part about this game is the boss fights. The boss fights were fire. Oh, my God. Each one was unique. Um, and each one uh, made challenged you and made you do something new. Um, like when you play basically minions, you can just spam the fucking uh, attack buttons and just beat the ass. But with them, you had to time it correctly. You had to learn their patterns. Um, and they did a lot of crazy and unique things. Uh, there was like one fight that really threw me off. That was like in first person at one point. I was like, I did not expect that. I was like, that is really dope. That is really different. Um, one thing I will say about the combat is I felt like uh, the dodge mechanic could be a little bit better. It was a little stiff. So a lot of times it was hard to... Uh, to uh, to dodge and that sounds weird like a stiff dodge but it's one of those things like you have to fill it out to understand what i'm saying you're just gonna have to take my word on that um also the lock-on feature could have been better uh you can lock on to people but i've it was kind of hard to switch between different characters a lot of times what i would find myself doing is activating the rapid punch move and then flicking the analog stick and going to another person it would have been nice to just easily just kind of transition from one person to another because a lot of times in combat you'll get ganged up against a lot of people that look like a bootleg napa um and i think they're trying to figure out if my power level is over nine thousand, but instead they just get their ass beat um but the story was interesting i didn't really like the ending but the story was interesting um and i what what i will say is this is one of those games like attack on titan when i played last year attack on titan 2 fist of the north star lost paradise got me interested in the actual anime to where i want to actually go back and watch the show um and i think that's a sign of a good game i'm not saying this is one of the best games of 2018 is gonna blow you away but what i will say is that um i had fun i had fun um, it's something maybe put on your backlog. I would say get it when the price drops. 
um there's a lot of content there i mean if you want to pick it up at full price i well it's probably the price the price probably already dropped because they didn't really promote this game like that it's probably like 20 or 30 bucks right now i'm too lazy to look it up but it's called fist of the north star lost paradise it's definitely worth playing if you're looking for something different if you're into anime um and you just want to beat a motherfucker's ass but yeah that's just a few thoughts on fist of the north star uh if you guys check it out if cool if you don't cool i don't give a fuck I don't even know why y'all listen to me. Um, moving on to the life section of the podcast. Uh, the first question is coming from actually the Anchor app. Um, if you download the Anchor app, you can actually leave me a voicemail. And if I like the question that you leave, I will play it on stream. On stream. I will play it on the podcast and we'll answer it. Just a cool way to interact. Or you can just follow me on Twitter at Mr. Mr. Underscore. I keep it real. I take questions there. But i think the uh, the app is the coolest way and the first question comes from soji and he wanted to talk about health let's see what he's got to say so my question to you is how do you stay in shape i remember you said back in college you were uh you were in really good shape and i see now on ig you're always at the gym so like as a college student what can i do what are some things i can do to try and improve my health stay in better shape just get more fit in general Right, peace. Yeah, you know, like you said, I've been in the gym, you know, doing my thing. I'm still very much a work in progress. Don't get it twisted, man. I'm not where my goals are, but, you know, I'm like in the middle of where I want to be. And uh, you said, you know, how can you improve your health as a college student and shit like that? I'm going to be honest. All right, so I'm going to give you two parts to this answer. As far as the improving your health as, as a college student, I don't even understand. So there's this concept of the freshman 15. Uh, where they say when you go to off to college, you're just going to put on 15 pounds of weight from all the drinking and eating and shit. I don't know what college y'all went to, but when I was in school, I didn't have any money to eat. Like all, I only had enough money to go to the cafeteria twice a day. And then that was it. I didn't have money for snacks and shit in my dormitory and go out to the fucking club and all this other shit. I was poor and I went days without eating at times because I literally didn't have any fucking money. Uh, so this whole concept of, I, I think I was probably, maybe I'm the only one on earth, but I actually lost weight during college because i was literally so fucking broke i did not have anything to eat at times uh and i was still working out torturing myself fucking having dinner and ice cube sandwich uh fucking i was having i said i was about to say dinner for dinner having fucking water for dinner and ice cube uh sandwiches and shit like that um so i, I don't know uh as far as the hell shit you, you must be well off to be worrying about you listen i i feel like from the tone in which you asked this question you know what the fuck you got to do bro you want to get in that you want to have better health you need to move more you need to start lifting you need to start eating better less carbs more veggies more proteins um and you need to reduce your calorie your caloric intake um make sure you're getting plenty of rest like these are basics everybody everybody i don't want to hear it bro everybody knows the basics of what they need to do to improve their health um from what i'm hearing is it sounds more so like you're looking for motivation from the tone in your voice. It looks like you, you're looking for more for motivation. Uh, where, where can you find motivation to improve your health? Because everybody knows how to improve their health. It seems like you're not motivated to do it. And if I could share a story with you, um, I, what motivated me to get myself together over the past few years as I had put on weight is um, I had hit my rock bottom. And I'm not saying that's what you need to do. But maybe you haven't hit your rock bottom yet to the point where you uh, finally want to improve your health. Uh, so for me, my rock bottom was, I don't know, it was maybe June. It was between June, July and August this happened. It was sometime this summer it happened. It was, it was definitely after E3. So it was probably July or August. Um, I don't know. I just wasn't happy with my current living situation. 
um what's the name i wasn't happy with the person that i was dealing with and i was drowning my sorrows in food i don't drink liquor i don't smoke uh but i will indulge in a big fat meal um that's my biggest problem is portion control which is something that i've definitely worked on in late night eating um so i was late night eating to drown my sorrows away i think and just keep myself busy and shit um and there was one point during the summer where i was just ordering fucking food off of uber eats and postmates at like three in the morning and shit like that i, I don't even think i was hungry like <laughs> A motherfucker was just sad and shit. And you know, this fucking this streaming and this YouTube shit is hard. Uh, because I'm always the guy that makes everybody laugh. But it's like, what the fuck am I supposed to do when I'm going through shit? Like I gotta I still gotta cut on the camera and put on a show, and I'm not gonna sit on the fucking stream and cry and fucking share my feelings. Because I wasn't that fucking sad, but you know, I was going through my own fucking problems, and I guess that's what comforted me was food. Um so yeah, I remember every night at like between like 2 and 4 a.m. I was ordering food off of Uber Eats. And I don't remember what night it was during the summer. But I remember the only thing that was open was McDonald's. I don't even eat McDonald's. I, I don't even know why I ordered McDonald's, okay? Fucking, I was just bored. I was just sad. I just wanted to fuck some... some I just wanted to fuck. I always want to fuck. Uh, but... <laughs> i just wanted some fucking comfort food so it was i remember i kid you not i remember this shit bro it was like three in the morning i ordered mcdonald's i think i ordered like two large fries a fucking orange juice uh probably like a, a chicken sandwich or some shit like that and like a fucking ice cream it was a shit ton of food i don't know why i was fucking ordering this much, but i ordered that much food i remember the fucking order i remember i ate that shit and then at like 3 30 3 40 i went to bed right after i ate if you know anything about health fucking that's like the worst thing you can do you're supposed to let your stomach digest three hours before you actually go to sleep so if i ate at three i shouldn't have went to bed before six basically um but you know ain't nobody finna wait till 6 a.m to go to sleep because then i'm gonna wake up at 6 p.m and shit um but <laughs> so yeah i ate all that fucking food and i went straight to sleep at like 3 30 a.m i kid you not four it was between 4 and 4 30 a.m i woke up and my fucking just throat in my chest was on fire. And I'm looking left and right. I'm like, this is some bullshit, bro. And next thing you know, I said, Ooh. I was like, oh, oh no. And I fucking, I fucking ran through the door and I ran to the fucking bathroom. And I started, I threw, I know TMI, TMI right now. I threw up uh, for like 30 minutes straight fucking, and my chest was on fire. It was, what's that shit? Like acid reflux or heartburn. I had all that bullshit. And like, I never had felt this feeling before. And you know, at the time I was 27, I'm 28 now. I'm like, I'm not, I'm not, I'm at a point in my life where I'm not like an old ass man, but you know, I'm a young vet in the game. You know what I'm saying? I'm supposed to be in my prime and shit like that. I'm a young vet. I was like, I'm not supposed to be having fucking heartburn and acid reflux at this fucking age. This is ridiculous. My chest and my throat is on fire. I'm throwing up for like 30 minutes straight. And it was the worst type of throw up, right? It's not where you just straight throwing up and you can just expect it and you accept what what it is it was that shit where like i would throw up for like two minutes straight and then i would stop for 30 seconds and then i would throw up for a minute and then i would stop for a minute and then i would throw up for like three minutes straight and then i was like you just never you never knew when your fucking body was gonna do i was like this is some bullshit bro this is some fucking bullshit so after i finished throwing up for like 30 40 minutes this chunks all in the toilet and shit i know tmi i'm so sorry but i gotta share this story with you so you can understand what motivated me um, I'm looking at all the chunks in the toilet before I flushed. I'm fucking drooling. I, I'm crying and fucking my eyes are like red and shit. I was like, this is some bullshit. I'm like looking in the mirror. I was like, this ain't it, though. This ain't you. This ain't what it is. I was like, I'm done with this shit. So I brushed my teeth. I cleaned my face. You know, I cleaned the bathroom and shit like that. And then washed my hands and went to bed. And that next day, I just threw away all the junk food in the house. I was like, I'm done. 
I was like, I can't do this no more. Like that was my rock bottom for me. Like I had to experience that because I don't want exp- I don't want fucking diabetes. I don't want to constantly be throwing up. Like when I, when you're eating so much, your fucking body's just rejecting the shit. It's like, bro, you got a problem. So I was like, and I'm the type of person I'm self aware. I'm not gonna just deny the problem and deal with the shit. I'm not gonna go to the store and buy a bunch of pills to help me digest shit. Fucking nah, bro. I'm just going to improve my health because pre- preventative medicine is the best type of medicine. If you can prevent something instead of having to go to the doctor and have to pay fucking thousands of dollars then you should um so yeah the next day i woke up threw away all the junk food in the fridge uh what i do now is i uh, i limit i limit myself how much i eat i go to the store every day and i just buy enough food for that day um and that's it and like i like i said it, it, it's all basics lower your carbs increase your protein increase your movement start lifting um reduce your caloric intake if you don't know how to actually work out in terms of weightlifting there's so many i don't even want to hear it bro there's so many fucking fitness channels on youtube uh that they can teach you uh proper form because proper form matters more than how much you lift um lucky for me i always knew how to work out because if you know me you know that i've been athletic more in my life than i've been out of shape i just fell off the bike for a few years um so i already knew how to work out plus i have i studied kinesiology in school background in wrestling uh soccer i, I play travel soccer I was ranked. I was ranked in the state for uh, wrestling team cap and all that shit. So I, I knew how to work out. It was, it's just I wasn't practicing what I was preaching, basically. Um, and as you know, I'm somewhere in the middle of where I want to be. I definitely feel a lot better. I have a pe- better pep in my step. Uh, and I'm happy. You know, I'm back. I, it's to the point where, like, it, I'm not gonna lie. It's hard when you first start. It is hard. This is the first time I was ever out of shape. And uh, like I, there would be times where I would take like a couple weeks off from the gym, but you don't get out of shape in like a couple weeks. Okay, this is the first time where it was like I took years off from the gym, and I went back. And I'm telling you, it's an experience if you have not done that before. Like I was just straight out of shape, and like there were days where I was getting headaches from my workout. I was getting post workout headaches. I don't know if I was dehydrated or something. And then I would have to hop on stream and try to be entertaining, and I would have to keep it together. And there would be some days where like I would have an attitude on stream, and like. Uh, I, I remember that like a month, a couple months ago, like I was like playing Smash or something, and I had an attitude on stream because I was tired from my workout. I was like, all right, y'all, I'm being too toxic, like, and not the funny type of sarcastic to- toxic that I do on purpose. Like, I'm legit just fucking mad right now. Uh, I was like, I'm cutting the stream off. I had only stream for like an hour, so like it, when you first start, like, yeah, it's gonna be hard because your body's not used to it, and it's like your body's way of punishing you. But if you stick with it for like a month, it starts to get easy. And it's to the point where like I've been going consistently for like three months now, and uh, like. I like I, I like working out again now you know now I'm in a point where I'm in the gym and you know, like the other regulars in the gym you know they give you that head nod like I see you bro I see you putting in work you know what I'm saying the women coming up them things been on me them things been on me okay I see you know that like did you used to have long hair you got some muscles now and shit you know I know you say listen bro you got to find what motivates you I'm over here making jokes you got to find what motivates you go on YouTube watch fitness channels to learn some basic routines and stuff like that um make sure one of the most important things i feel like people don't know that where they fuck up is make sure you're changing your workout every month i change my workout like uh in january my focus was i was lifting heavy uh before january and december i was doing basic three sets of 10 uh then january i was doing like five sets of like five to eight reps lifting as heavy as possible february my focus will be cardio trying to slim down um then uh after february comes out February, march march i'll probably do um, low weight with high reps to try to tone up. You just constantly want to change your workout. Um, you all, you constantly want to um, confuse your body. Don't ever become complacent because then you'll plateau. That's how you plateau. So always change your workouts out. Um, muscle confusion is what they call it. 
um, compound movements, compound movements. The quickest way to lose weight and put on muscle is compound movements, deadlifts, fucking uh, power cleans, uh, squats, things that incorporate multiple body groups at once. That's what you want to do. You don't want to do it every day because then you're going to break down your fucking body, but you want to incorporate those into your workouts as much as possible because that's the quickest way to burn fat because you're doing multiple things. I'm getting into a whole fucking workout routine and shit. Who knows? Your boy might go for his personal trainer certification and just, <laughs> you know, little goal right there. Uh, but um, I don't know. Uh, that's just some things you got to find what why you're lacking motivation and you're probably gonna have to hit your rock bottom like i did and you haven't hit it yet you have not hit it yet but oh it's coming it's coming that sounds awful that i said that hopefully that helped hope i what am i talking about i don't even fucking know what's going on in this podcast um but yeah thanks for uh submitting the question soji hopefully that helps hopefully you start to get your health together because to be honest if you look good you feel good and it's like I say always on stream, these these nerdy bitches at these conventions, these nerdy hoes, they ain't going to fuck themselves. So you might as well get it right. Get it tight. <laughs> All right. Uh, listen, I have problems. <laughs> I'm serious, though. These nerdy bitches is not going to fuck themselves. So you better come right. These bitches about to see me. I'm about to be at PAX East looking right with all my chains. Oh, that nigga got muscles and chains. Oh, I hope my mother doesn't listen to this. Um, come on, next question. <laughs> next question for the podcast uh, is coming from Absmove, who is a regular in the chat, the Twitch chat, and YouTube videos. He supports Twitter, all that stuff. Um, and this one came from Twitter, so make sure to follow me on Twitter because I always take questions on there at Mister Underscore. I keep it real. Um, and Absmove asks, what are some effective icebreakers when trying to network with company reps or other influencers? Now, this one's kind of hard to answer because I know I don't want to say I know him personally, but I've actually hung out with him. We hung out at TwitchCon and I've seen him and I know he makes beats and stuff like that. So I'm assuming he's talking more like music industry stuff. So I don't know if what I'm about to say pertains to what he's about to what he's trying to do or maybe he's talking about the gaming. I don't know. On the gaming side of stuff, when I'm talking to reps and other influencers, um, uh, the way that I break the ice is I tend to make it about them uh like pax east is or like any pax is really easy because um it might be a little bit harder at e3 because that's where the big dogs are at and the big dogs they already have like that confidence and they're full of themselves but an event like pax um or twitchcon there tends to be more indie games there um and there's some good indie games there so if you see something that you like um a lot of times the developer will be they'll, be, they'll have like multiple stations like set up and the developer will just be standing there looking for somebody to just show any type of interest and just walk up and be like hey so what's this game tell me about it and ask like real in-depth questions like i guess my approach is i show them that i'm genuinely interested in them and if you show that you're passionate and interested about their product they're going to become passionate and interested about who you are and what you do because i never i've never introduced myself like hey i'm the black okage these are my numbers fuck with me uh that shit is fucking annoying i see that shit all the time i think i said that on stream a few times like i remember at a fucking e3 uh, me and JG were in a meeting with um, Omen PC, and they brought out uh, Bill Walton. If you're familiar with the NBA, he's an NBA legend. Uh, Bill Walton, he's a tall ass motherfucker, by the way. Um, uh, but yeah, I got to meet Bill Walton, and there was this one uh, YouTuber that was there from Germany, and every time he introduced himself to Bill or anybody else that was in the room, he had the most like robotic answer. He would be like, "I don't remember his channel." He was like. Because he didn't leave any type of impression, to be honest. Well, he left an impression. It wasn't a good one. Uh, he was like, I am such and such. This is my channel. And we have over 2 million subscribers. And I remember me and JG just looking at each other. I swear to God, he said this shit like 10 times, yo. I'm such and such. This is my channel. And I have over 2 million subscribers. 
okay but are are you like are you a human are you a decent human what are you about bro like what do you what type of content do you make what are your interests uh do you smile do you like i don't know bro like make it about the person show them that you're genuinely interested i'll ask them what the game is um hey how long you've been working on it um break down some of the mechanics what was the hardest mechanic to put together what was the challenges that you faced? show genuine interest non-generic questions when you're talking to a pr rep about their product or whatever and i guarantee you at some point in that conversation if they're feeling your energy they're gonna ask oh but who are you oh since you asked i'm the motherfucking black okage the uh leader of the village hitting in the drip the clout uh <laughs> and uh, i do this type of content and even still a lot of times i don't want to talk about my numbers i'll do because um on my business card i have my numbers on my business card so a lot of times i'll just explain them who i am what type of content i produce uh what my audience is like and i'll be like hey i think my audience would love your game uh maybe we should chop it up i would love to stream or create some type of youtube content for it um blah 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 you hand them the card and uh a lot of times they'll uh, I, it's funny too because i look like out of the corner of my eye a lot of times like i said i don't use my i don't bring up my numbers but my numbers are on my business card and i'll give them the card and when i'm walking away i'll look out the corner of my eye and like they'll do like this wide open oh okay he's got a following i'm surprised like they're always surprised by my following i guess because i i carry myself uh i feel like it's not very humble to say humble but i don't know i just don't be on that bullshit i, I don't feel the need to I just treat everybody like they're a human. I guess you could say that's the best advice I can give. Treat everybody like they're a human. And if they fuck with you, they're gonna fuck with you. It's kind of like the same advice I gave last week with, with the dude who's like, yo, I'm trying to talk to more girls. Just talk to everybody like they're a human. Not everybody is gonna like you, and that's okay. That is fucking okay. Um, you know, it will help though. If you got a little clout, use your clout to your advantage. Like, I remember, what was it? PAX East fucking, uh, I don't know what game developer we were talking to. And he seemed like semi-interested by the end of the conversation, but I, f I came out of that conversation kind of feeling 50-50. Um, and uh, I forgot to give him my business card, but as soon as I had walked away from that conversation, uh, a viewer had came over to me, JG, and I think it was Ethos, and he was just screaming, not screaming, but he was just super excited about how big of a fan he was and how he wanted to take pictures. And mind you, like those game developers in that studio were like two feet away. They saw the whole thing. And then after they saw that, like we had some type of clout. Who who are you guys again? Who are you guys? <laughs> so, so if you can like plan some things where like you you I know you make beats, right? So if you can plan some shit where like your man pulls up on you, be like, yo, dog, abs move, bro. I love your beats. Like in front of like a rep or some shit, they'll be like, oh, this guy really makes beats. So we're gonna. I, I, I'm I'm joking. I don't even know what I'm saying. All right, so back to being serious for half a second. Um. <laughs> just treat everybody like there's a human and if there's a vibe uh because i feel like if there's an actual genuine connection they'll actually remember you versus you just pulling up hey i'm this person i have this number of viewers here's my business card let's work together like i'm not gonna remember you yeah like i i, I tend to be friends with a lot of smaller content creators because there's more of a genuine connection there versus this motherfucker is always trying to stun on each other and that shit's annoying can you just be a decent like you can tell you could tell a lot of motherfuckers it was real life losers before they popped off on the fucking internet and i was that nigga in real life before so i've been funny my whole life this shit ain't no fucking act bitch i'm not calling any of you a bitch i'm just being toxic right now we bringing toxic masculinity back <laughs> um but yeah hopefully that helped i don't even know what the fuck i just said I, i've never you know i forgot to say in the life section of this podcast um whatever i say during these sections it's not fact it's not law you don't have to follow me you can do whatever the fuck you want these are just opinions uh hopefully y'all made it to that that little disclaimer because that was in the middle um 
and last but not least i don't know if i really want to talk about this like in depth i just want to let everybody know um i had a conversation with um another content creator recently i was in san francisco at Anth at anthem i was recently in san francisco at ea for another anthem capture event um and i had a one-on-one -on -one conversation with another content creator another twitch streamer named rory plays uh shout out to rory the dynamic duo rory and corey uh <laughs> and uh we was just talking about a lot of different things in life and then um she was telling me that like um when she touched my arm <laughs> she was telling me when she touched my arm that like i felt a lot buffering like i felt like i was getting in shape and she's like what have you been doing and i was like I was like, I, I cut some toxic people out of my life recently and I just decided to focus on myself and being alone and being healthy. And then she started like tearing up and I'm not gonna put all her personal business out there, but she started tearing up for a reason. Um, and she was like, I'm so happy for you that you actually had the strength to actually like walk away from that situation and cut the toxicity out of your life because it's okay to be lonely. And I was like, I was like, what the fuck did you just say? And she's like, it's okay to be lonely. And it also reminded me too, because I know um, my buddy Heaven, she's been kind of preaching the same thing um like it's okay to go out by yourself hang out by yourself if it means that you're going to be happy because the worst thing that you can do is go about your day trying to be with somebody and trying to force something and then you end up in something bad because you are afraid to be alone when you're alone you develop yourself you become a better person and it also makes you more attractive it kind of it kind of plays into what i was saying last week about the dude the dude who was asking yo i'm trying to work on my game how can i get more girls and i i kind of said the same thing to him when i think about it um it's like it's okay to just work on yourself and when you work on yourself people gonna notice bro people notice the clout and they're gonna want to fuck with you because they want to be like they want to understand your mind frame and what you be on but you can't grow as a person if you're not if you're always up under somebody if you're using somebody as a crutch and then if you continuously use people as a crutch, you might end up in something toxic that will fuck up your life. So learn that it's okay to be lonely. Uh, fucking, I be going out after after my workouts, I be going out to like restaurants just by myself and shit eating. And them thags been on me, boy. <laughs> Let me stop. Um, <laughs> uh, but yeah, so it, it's okay. Don't don't trip off that shit. Um, which kind of this this wasn't on my show notes but it kind of reminds me of a conversation that i had with another friend um another content creator shout out to gypsy uh barefoot gypsy is what she calls herself but i was talking about how like i've come to the conclusion that a lot of dudes have low self-esteem and they do not realize it and what i mean by that is um like kind of what dude was asking me i'm not saying he has low self-esteem but when i was telling i was telling him in the previous podcast about how you should work on yourself and that'll make you more attractive to other people because they're attracted to your movement and that's how you get things moving um when you when you don't have anything going for yourself and you just sitting at home in your mama's basement you ain't got no job no car no nothing uh, i feel like a lot of men tend to lash on to women for self-esteem reasons they use women to validate themselves when you should be validating yourself and this goes both ways you shouldn't a woman shouldn't be using no man to validate herself either but i feel like this is especially a problem with dudes and they don't even realize it um like when you use i feel like when you're using a woman like so you don't have anything going for yourself right you don't have a job or you, you you're living at home you know you, you're at your bottom and shit like that uh your self-esteem comes from the fact that you're having sex with a bunch of different women and i feel like that's low self-esteem because it's like you finding value 
and her acceptance basically versus having value in yourself and i feel like a lot of dudes need to rec- take a step back and realize like yo why do i need to fuck all these chicks like i'm a flirt but i don't be fucking everything bro like i don't i don't need like i flirt for sport i'm just a fucking asshole to be honest <laughs> but i don't be liking every chick and shit like that like i i know i personally don't need no woman like it's just fun to me but like dudes that are out here just fucking every chick and they don't got nothing going on for your life i feel like a lot of y'all don't realize like y'all got low self-esteem and you're using pussy to validate yourself you're using pussy to make yourself feel better because what's going on on the act the on the inside what's going on in your actual world is nothing um so basically what i wanted to say is don't be afraid to be alone like fucking work on yourself go to school fucking work on getting that promotion um and then i don't know i guess my approach towards life now is i'm just gonna i'm just gonna go where the wind takes me i'm gonna go with the vibe if i meet a nice little young lady you know what i'm saying we're gonna go with the vibe see where it takes me but i'm not gonna i'm not out here hunting no more fuck that shit i'm worried i'm worried about fucking running it up on the scoreboard trying to move up a few tax brackets so one day that i can buy a house and sit in my house my eight room house with all my chains on and act like i don't know nobody y'all gonna call my phone and i'm gonna just i can't hear it because my chains just be clicking and clacking together um <laughs> i'm joking i'm not really trying to do that maybe i am but i don't know um i'm just trying to get 100 chains like mr t listen uh that's all i had to say i don't i'm rambling you know i really appreciate that you guys tweet me and you say yo I, i'm a, a lot of people have been saying i'm addicted to the podcast like you really be dropping gems and shit like that i really appreciate that y'all take the time out of y'all day to tweet me uh the lies that you do that my my my, my podcast makes your life better it makes me feel better that y'all sit up there and are willing to lie uh and and help me feel better about myself so thank you um (laughs) um, last section of the podcast we talking a little bit of anime um so anime has really risen um and mostly thanks to funimation make sure to use the code the black hokage at checkout uh at funimation now if you want to get a 14 day free trial as well as your first month only 99 cents after that for a 14 day trial is over that's on funimation the code is the black hokage they got a ton of anime to watch. I know, shameless plug. I don't give a fuck. Fuck you. How about that? Huh? Huh? We bring a toxic masculinity back. Um, <laughs> all right. So, yeah, I was going to say information. Anime, anime is on the rise. Um, the My Hero Academia movie uh, showed in theaters. I didn't get to see it because um, they didn't have anything near me. Uh, the, the closest one near me was like Georgetown and like downtown DC. And if you know, everybody knows from this area, they know Georgetown is expensive. I'm not about to pay $100 for a damn movie ticket and shit. Um, so I didn't go see it. But hopefully they do a DVD release or like an online release where you can stream it or something like that. But another movie that's in the theaters till this day right now and still in theaters is Dragon Ball Super Broly. Um that movie is uh basically a retelling they're basically making broly uh he's a character that's been in dragon ball but they're making him canon now uh and they're retelling his origin story rewriting it for this super series and introducing him in a different way um so i kind of i finally saw the movie and i wanted to talk about it i know a lot of you were curious on my thoughts about the dragon ball super broly broly movie um and just to get quite frank to it uh this movie sucks uh (laughs) first of all um i don't want anyone thinking that i went into this movie expecting oscar worthy type content but uh i i will say that uh it it was still disappointing somehow i i came out of this movie uh thinking i was like you know i this is why i don't watch dragon ball anymore like dragon ball will always have a special heart in my a special heart i I have only one heart okay jesus christ uh (laughs) it will have a special place in my heart because i mean this is what we all grew up on toonami in america it's what introduced a lot of us to anime back when we didn't even know it was anime we we just thought it was niggas blowing shit up uh (laughs) 
<laughs> and then we was like, oh, Pokemon and, and Dragon Ball is anime. That's dope. But um, I, it always have a special place in my heart. But like as if I gotten older, my tastes have evolved. Uh, and this movie kind of reminded me. And to be honest, like I said, I didn't go into it thinking that it was going to be the greatest thing ever. I honestly only went to go see it because I wanted to support it because I want to see the culture uh, shown on the big screen. I wanted to be cool to be a nerd. And the only way that that's possible is if we go out and financially support the stuff. So I was like, fuck it. I'm going to go see Dragon Ball Broly. Maybe it'll be decent. Um, the movie's like an hour and a half. And the whole movie is just an excuse for Goku and Vegeta to fight Broly. Uh, there's like a little backstory at the beginning of the movie. Um but it honestly served no purpose and half of it we already knew um some of it was like a little bit new but most of it we like we got to see goku's mom um i think they show her like in the manga but we don't read that shit over here uh <laughs> but yeah you got to see a little bit of goku's mom that was cool i guess um and you got to see a little bit of what planet vegeta was like before it got blown up by frieza uh that was cool i guess but like i said none of it actually served any purpose because the whole the whole first of all do i want to spoil this i, I I uh, I want to I want to say uh. all right no spoilers we're not gonna put no spoilers because this is, if you're listening to the podcast I can't put spoilers in the title like of the YouTube video I could do it in the YouTube video but I can't put it in the podcast it wouldn't make any sense uh, so I'm not gonna say any spoilers I will say that the whole reason they were fighting was just fucking stupid and petty um, Frieza is a fucking idiot and, and Frieza is one of my favorite characters but they're turning him into a fucking clown like Frieza during the Frieza saga was still my favorite villain from dragon ball truly a menacing character that i feared as a kid like he was with the shits he was like fuck all these sands i'm blowing all these plants up i don't give a fuck but they're kind of taking more of a comedic route i don't know if that's like because i haven't finished dragon ball super it's hard to watch it's mind numbing but in the movie he had a much more comedic route um what's the name uh just the reason he even wanted to make them all fight was just stupid um let's talk a positive okay positive the fight scenes were cool. The music sucked, though. When they were fighting, the music sucked. Gogeta, Vegeta. Like there was like this weird shouting stuff, but the animation was really nice. There was like a, there was like one part where like Broly was fucking whooping uh, Frieza's ass. He was getting his face mashed in, and the shit was just funny as shit. Like it had some legit like little funny moments. The fights were really awesome, but Goku's still a fucking idiot, and Vegeta. Vegeta's just Vegeta, bro. I, I still love him. I got a Vegeta chain. What am I talking about? Uh, <laughs> shout out to my Vegeta pendant. Um, but if I had to rate the movie, I would say it's like. <sighs> I feel like once you hit like a certain threshold of quality, it can't a score can't go below it. So I give it like a six out of ten. Like production wise, the animation looked nice. I didn't like the music, but it wasn't horrible. The voice acting was on point. It was just the story was just fucking awful, bro. It was just fucking awful. And I get it. You can argue that nobody watches Dragon Ball at this point for the story. It's just for the fights. So for some of you, if you go see it, the review might be hard, uh, higher for you. But for me, the movie was just mind numbing. It was toxic masculinity, the movie. And it wasn't the good toxic masculinity, like the kind that I do, like the sarcastic asshole shit. It was like just motherfuckers, buff ass motherfuckers with their shirt off, just yelling for an hour and a half straight, throwing fireballs at each other. And the worst part about the movie is like, once they started fighting, it never stopped. They fought for like an hour straight in the fucking movie, bro. It was never to stop and talk and try to resolve anything like that. It just became a momentum thing, right? Like Go Goku and Vegeta at one point are beating Broly's ass. Then Broly starts beating their ass. And the next thing you know, they split apart. Ah! 
ah, and then they both enter a new power level. Now this motherfucker's Super Saiyan. This motherfucker's green. Broly turned green. I don't know what the fuck that shit is, okay? Okay, and then they fight again. They have another stalemate. They power up, go God form with, with the red. Then they power up and go blue form. Like, it was just, all of it was just an excuse to raise power levels and shout. Uh, it is, that shit is mind-numbing. Uh, I wouldn't watch it again, but I was happy to support it. Uh, if you guys want to go out and see it, go check it out. But uh, it's honestly, it's a no for me, dog. <laughs> I'd rather be watching something else. I'd rather be watching something else. Um, the other movie that I got to see, uh, finally, I, I know I'm like a month late on this shit, was Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse or Next Dimension, whatever that shit is called. You know, the animated shit. Everybody kept telling me it was fire. So I finally set aside some time to actually go see it. And that movie was really good. I'm not going to lie. Um, I didn't know what to, to expect going into it. Um, I know Miles is in it. So, you know, I had to go support the black man. Um, and I have to say that after seeing the movie, this is why like people make fun of me because like I mostly only watch Marvel movies. But I came in at that movie and I was like, see, because I went and saw I saw it with JG Nomad Ethos and uh, Moonlight Wolf. And I was like, see, I was like, y'all be making fun of me, but. This is why this is why I only watch Marvel movies, okay? There was laughter. There was drama. I cried. I screamed. There was great action, great animation. It was just inspiring, okay? It was inspiring. And no spoilers. Um the soundtrack was great. Um the motivations were great. There were some legit funny moments um in the in the film. And the after credit scene was great. The after credit scene was fucking hilarious. One of the best in Marvels. It, it didn't serve any actual purpose of like pushing any type of narrative forward, but it was still fucking funny as shit and it was great. Um like I said, the action was great. The voice acting was on point. Um some real sentimental sad moments, you know, about family and love and stuff like that. Um and it was just nice to see Miles do his thing and come into his own. There were some very anime plot moments. Uh, like there's a point in the movie. Like this is, I guess, like a minor spoiler, but it's not gonna, it's not gonna ruin anything. Uh, there, there was a point in the film where like Miles finally got his powers and he's getting his ass beat and he felt like he couldn't do it. And then out of nowhere, he's like, "I can do it." And then he, then he did it. And I'm just like, bro, that was so fucking anime. It hurt. Like, <laughs> there's plot armor in the film, just for the sake of, I guess, you know, the runtime. You can't make the movie too long. Like, I, I it would have been nice to see some type of, you know, like training montage or some shit like that, like an '80s training montage, like Rocky or some shit like that, where he's running in the snow and fucking running up the Philadelphia steps and boxing motherfuckers and shit like that. But nope, it was kind of just like, oh, I know how to use my powers now, and it's like, where did that come from? Um, but nonetheless, it was still, it was still a really good movie. I enjoyed it. Uh. I would actually put it, well, I only watch Marvel movies, so I was about to say, uh, I'd, I'd put it probably in my top films, because that released in 2018, from 2018, I, I enjoyed it for what it was, if you haven't seen it yet, uh, definitely go see it, if you're watching this at a later date, definitely pick up the Blu-ray, I would add this to my collection, uh, if I had kids, I would definitely go see them, uh, I, would... <sighs> oh, my mother doesn't listen to this podcast, did y'all just hear what I just said, of course you did, because you're listening, uh, I said, if I had kids, I would go see them, motherfucker, I hope, I hope that you would go see it. <laughs> what I meant to say is if I had kids or if I had little nieces and nephews, I would take them to go see it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> what makes it? Oh, my God. Yo, I'm sorry. That's the podcast for the day. This shit is fucking awful. Uh, were there any negatives uh, in the film? <laughs> uh, I can't think of any fucking negatives. I really can't think of it. Like, it was really that good. Like, uh, fucking, they had a bunch of different characters because, like, it's called Into the... Uh, what is this called? Into the Spider-Verse or some shit? It's called that because, uh, and this, this is a minor spoiler, but I think they showed it in the trailer, so it doesn't matter. Different, uh, 
Miles encounters other different characters, uh, like a different Peter Parker from like Earth Two or whatever. Spider Pig, uh, Spider Man Noir, uh, Gwen. I know she was in the trailer. Spider Gwen, and then there was somebody else. Oh, the the, the anime Spider Man. He like he encounters all those different characters, uh, and it deals with a little bit of the multiverse. And, uh, and they explain in the movie. I don't want to spoil anything of why he's dealing with all of them. So it was cool to see all those different Spider characters interact with one another. Um, and it was cool to see like that Earth's version of the villains and stuff like that. And the animation was really fucking dope. There were like moments where I was like, wow, they didn't have to do that, but they did it. Um, like just the style of it. I haven't seen anything like that. I would like to see more films like that. Oh, I lied. I do have a negative for the film. This is the one negative and it's just me nitpicking, just me nitpicking. It was too much product placement in the movie. It was like, it was, it was, it was bar for the like fucking everywhere. This dude had Sony headphones on and they made sure you saw that motherfucking Sony logo, boy. I was like, we get it. You want us to buy Sony fucking headphones? Um, also there was like one scene where Miles was in his room and the camera kept purposely cutting so that you could see Chance the Rapper's three album cover. If you know the three album cover where he's like behind the, he's in front of the pink and then he has the three hat on that shit was in the movie and they kept showing it. Like he had posters all in his room. Cause I mean, he's like, he's a, he was a, he's like a teenager like a tween or whatever and that's what they do they put posters on their wall and shit for whatever reason um i think flock had one of lil kim with her, with her legs spread when he was a teen but anyway uh <laughs> um he's got posters everywhere but for some reason the camera only kept panning to the one with chance and they did it like three or four times in the scene i'm like we get it you want us to stream chance the rapper's music jesus fucking christ could you could you turn that shit off? <laughs> and I like Chance, <laughs> but it's like I don't know. Like it was the, the product placement was just a little oldy. There were other products too that they they placed, but if that's the one negative I could give that. That's that's it. But I mean that's that's not a big deal. Just something I noticed. Just something I noticed. But uh, without a doubt, if you have not seen it, if it's still in movie theaters in the time in which you're watching this, definitely go support Spider-Man into the fucking Spider-Verse next dimension. I don't even know what this movie's called. I don't even know why I did this shit. Um, Support animation, support good animation, because I want to see more. I'm tired of seeing these fucking generic-ass fucking Pixar bullshit-ass movies where the cutesy-ass shark and turtle and shit. I don't want to see that shit. I'm a grown-ass man. I want to see Spider-Man. Uh, <laughs> I want I want to see Spider-Man starring a middle schooler. Damn, okay? Can let a man dream. Uh, <laughs> uh, that's all I got on my show notes. <laughs> uh, <clears throat> so hopefully you guys enjoyed the show. If you did. Uh, remember to take the show on the go. We are available on iTunes, SoundCloud, Spotify, and all other major pod. Did I say SoundCloud? We are not available on SoundCloud. That's the GI podcast. I apologize. But we are available on Spotify. We are available on iTunes. We're available on Anchor, anchor.fm slash the Black Okage, and a bunch of other platforms. Just like 10 of them if you go to my Anchor. If you go to anchor.fm slash the Black Okage, you can see like the 10 different uh, sites that it's available on. Uh, so feel free to subscribe to one of the audio versions, uh, or you can just check out the video versions on my YouTube. Um, I always appreciate you guys coming through, checking it out the show thank you to everybody who subscribed um but that's all i got on my show notes so till next time um i will talk to you guys later um this has been another episode of okage thoughts